The Relevant You is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom-branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide-format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want a better way to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com backslash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Hi, welcome to the Relevant You podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benelli, and I help people and companies get back in touch with what they stand for and what they want to be known for, transforming their careers, leadership, culture, and reputation into more energized versions of themselves so they can grow with renewed vibrancy, focus, and purpose, and make a positive difference in their work, their lives, and on society. Hi, and welcome to the Relevant You podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benelli. And if this is podcast number two, um, if you missed podcast number one, I'll just summarize for you really quickly what the Relevant You podcast is about. I help people and companies get back in touch with what they stand for and what they want to be known for. And in the process, transforming their careers, their leadership, the culture of their companies, the reputation of individuals, leaders, and companies, um, transforming all of that, which is super, super important, um, into more energized versions of themselves so they can grow with renewed vibrancy, focus, and purpose, and make a positive difference in their work, their lives, and on society. And so this is episode two, and I'm really, really glad that you've joined me today. I also have my sometimes uh, colleague, also known as my husband, John Benelli. John is here with me. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Uh, I think she calls me her sidekick. Yeah, that too. (laughs) So anyway, um, today I want to go more deeply into why knowing what you stand for and what you want to be known for are so vital for defining what you do and how you do it. And again, this applies to both companies and individuals. It defines leadership. It defines market positioning. um, It defines competitive positioning, but it also defines... Um, anybody who is looking to revitalize their career or reinvent their career, it helps you get really clear on what you want to focus on. Because too often, whether you're a business or an individual, we tend to see a need or we tend to get an idea or we tend to see something that looks like it would be fun and we just dive in. We dive in and we go 
and we don't have a clear idea of the impact we want to make or why we want to do it or how it's going to make a difference. Because here's something that's really, really important for you to know. Again, regardless if you're a founder, whether you have been in business a long time and you are a leader within an established company, whether you are new in your career or you're established looking to refresh it or you're looking to reinvent yourself. This is super important for you to know, this very basic fact. At the end of the day, everybody and anybody wants to know one thing about you, and that's how are you going to make a difference to me? How are you going to help me solve a problem? How are you going to help me have an experience? How are you going to help me um, have something that's meaningful in my life? How are you going to make a difference to me? Whether you're meeting somebody for coffee or whether you're interviewing for a job or whether you're bringing a product or a service to market, at the end of the day, even your closest friends, even your closest family members, at that moment in time, it's like, I have a need and how, how can you help me? How are you going to make a difference? So if you just remember that one thing from any of these podcasts, then you're farther ahead than your competition, guaranteed. Because again, most people, most companies, most leaders get focused on the task. They really don't get focused on the purpose. And what leads you to that purpose? It's knowing what you stand for and what you want to, uh, what you want to be known for. Because I also want you to remember this, getting clear on what you stand for, those beliefs about yourself, the world, the work you do, how you do that work, the products and services you bring, how you develop those, how you execute on those, um, and also being clear on what you want to be known for, how you show up in the world and how you make a difference to others, those are absolutely foundational to how you do both work and do life. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. And that also is a foundational truth that's really important for you to take notice of and for you to be aware of. How you do anything is how you do everything. So it's really important that you get clear on what you stand for and what you want to be known for. So, Trace, I'd like to circle back on this uh, thought and get it clear and ask you, why is it important for companies to get clear on what they stand for? Yeah, so that is really that is really important because companies, um, when companies are clear on what they stand for, that defines their culture. And culture is becoming, it's always been important. A lot of companies didn't pay a lot of attention to the culture. It was, we have something to achieve. I need your skill set. I need your expertise. We have objectives. We have deliverables. We need to go get it. And again, it all gets focused on the task. And the culture is something like, well, we're a group of people that come together and we bring this great product or this great service to market, et cetera. And they, they do not pay attention to the essence of the company. They do not pay attention to the heartbeat of the company. They do not pay attention to why people want to work at that company and why people want to do business with that company. And that's changing, and it's changing dramatically, and it's changing really quickly. Culture is becoming a vital part of success. When a company is clear on what they stand for, then their ability to develop guiding principles 
those ideals, those ideas, those values that drive them, that determine how they show up to each other, how they show up to their customers and clients, how they show up to the competition, how they show up in the world, become very, very clear. And then everybody is on the same page as to how we show up to each other, how we interact with each other, how we behave with each other. Um, and from there, the quality of the work that they bring, whether it's a service or a product or whatever, it actually begins to improve because it brings meaning to the work. And in this day and age, and it's actually always been true, but again, we lost track of it. Having meaning for the work you do, whatever that work is, is so important. It brings a sense of purpose. It brings a sense of contribution and satisfaction. So being really clear on what you stand for is the beginning of being able to clearly articulate your guiding principles, which also are the definition of what you value. They become the guardrails for behavior. And behavior then is the, is the, um, the momentum for what you create and the value of what you bring. Yeah, that's awesome. So here's a question. I want to take it from that macro view, bring it down just a little bit. And I want to know, how does this apply to the leaders? Yeah, that's another really great question. Um, so for leadership, you know, too often, too often people are promoted into positions of leadership because they're really good at managing tasks, but they may not be so skilled at managing people. It doesn't always come naturally. People can be, you know, you say, oh, that's a natural born leader, a natural, and that may well be true, but in many, many, many cases, more cases than not, leadership is nurtured and trained, modeled and taught. And it begins with having a philosophy about what you believe to be true about the value of others, what you believe to be true in helping others achieve their greatest potential, rise to their greatest level, what you believe to be true about helping teams pull together about a common cause, tapping into each individual's sweet spot. Everybody brings a uniqueness to the task and the role at hand. You can have five people who are stonecutters, but each person will approach that work differently in accordance with their personality, with their sweet spot, with their gifting and calling. All of that's true. Um, and as a leader, knowing what you stand for and what you believe to be true about the quality of people and the quality of the work and the quality of the output defines your leadership. So knowing what you stand for in terms of, I want to pursue excellence, but I know to get there, I have to bring excellence out of others, for example, that defines your leadership. If your leadership is simply, I have a whole list of tasks I need to get done and I just need workers. Well, let me tell you, that's a leadership philosophy. Um, might blow up in your face, might work for a little while. I've seen it go both ways. But whatever it is that you believe to be true is what you stand for, and that directly defines how you show up as a leader. Okay, so, so we were working from the macro, from the top down. Now, how does this apply knowing what you stand for to those individuals that are in the company or in the corporation or doing their job, what's the benefit for them? 
Yeah, that's another great question. So on the individual level, you know, when you're really clear on what you stand for, it helps you define the career that you want to have. You really, what is the work that you want to pursue? Too often, we pursue career paths as a means to an end, meaning this. I want to, I want to buy a house. So that means I need to find a job that pays well, which means I need to look out at all of the jobs that pay well, which right now might be in healthcare, might be in tech. You, know, you find those that you think are going to pay well. Okay, how do I get that job? Well, I need to go to this school because I've read all of the lists and this school is at the top of the list. And I need to study this subject and I need, right? It's a means to an end. It becomes another checklist. Um, but it might not be what you actually stand for. It might not be what you actually feel drawn to. It might not be what you're called to. It's simply, I have a goal and I want to buy a house. And that means I need to work backwards from there. And I need to do this checklist of what other people, well-meaning family, well-meaning friends, well-meaning advisors, counselors, you know, teachers, professors, well-meaning articles all tell me this is what you should do. But is it really? I mean, is it really? In my career, I have followed the rules of others for a little while, and I got the means to the end, but I wasn't satisfied. It was really dull. It held no meaning for me. It was simply a means to an end. And when I started shifting my point of view, my worldview, to getting really clear on what I stood for, it started changing everything. It changed the way I showed up at work. It changed the work that I pursued. And it changed the companies I wanted to work for. And it changed my leadership approach. It changed everything. And then my work took on meaning. It wasn't a job anymore. It was a career. And that became exciting. I could see the full potential. I could see it wasn't just a vertical black and white. It was holistic and it had depth and it had meaning. And there was opportunity to continuously grow and learn from others and to contribute into the lives of others. It also changed how I showed up as a coworker and as a colleague because I had something I believed in and I knew who I was. I knew what I stood for, so I also knew where my boundaries were. And that helped me in difficult situations, uncomfortable situations, but it also helped me when particularly, like, and I talked about this in the first podcast, all the endless mergers and acquisitions that I was involved in where you're blending different leadership styles, you're blending different teams, you're blending different cultures. Knowing what I stood for helped me have a voice. And as a senior leader, it was really important to have a very clear voice about what the best path forward was and um, showing the way and modeling the way. And so no matter where somebody is in their career, whether they're reinventing themselves whether they're new in their career or whether they're feeling stuck in their career, knowing what you stand for can help you get unstuck. Just as simple as that. Yeah, that's, that makes things clear and that makes somebody's um, opportunities open up, especially if you're in a situation, which I know you've been in many times, where you've always looked to um, 
your uh, staff or your employees, you've always looked for them to replace you where you are so that if you grow and they grow, you're always creating an opportunity. Yeah, and that's really, yeah, that's really important as well. That was some of the greatest advice I got from um, Scott Cook at Intuit is he told me one time, if you're not replaceable, then you're not promotable. And that was a huge lesson for me as a leader because I didn't know that. I thought being a leader was, here's the list of tasks. And oh, by the way, since I'm the leader, I'm responsible for getting most of these tasks done. All of you just follow me. And uh, I wasn't a good leader on that. In fact, I was wearing people out. I was killing their own spirit and creativity. Um, I was being a micromanager. It just, it wasn't good. And when Scott sat me down and said, listen, you know, you have incredible potential and we've promoted you into this position for a reason, but here's the greatest truth. If you're not replaceable, you're not promotable. So you need to train up your team. You need to find what they're best at and you need to teach them how to be really good at those areas that they're best at, and you need to give them increasing levels of responsibility so that we can give you increasing levels of responsibility. And I think that is an element of leadership that should be standardized, no matter what industry, no matter where you are in the world. It goes back again to what I fundamentally stand for and believe to be true, that every single person has value, that every single person is relevant, and that every single person has the opportunity to make a difference. When you ignore that, you keep people down. Even if your your intentions are good, even if you're ultimately a kind person, if you're more focused on your ambitions, then you're not growing, and you're not helping others grow, and you're missing that opportunity to make a broader contribution and make a bigger difference. Well said. So the next point, I think it's, I'm just going to kind of have you um, reiterate this because this seems to be the underlying um, theme here, and it's why is knowing what you want to be known for so important? Yeah, so that goes hand in hand with knowing what you stand for. So it starts with knowing what you stand for because that defines for companies, for businesses, for organizations, that defines culture, right? We've already talked about that. It defines culture. It defines what you believe to be true. It defines how you want to show up in this world, how you want to make a difference. Um, but knowing what you want to be known for is the other side of the coin, and that's reputation. And so in this day and age, reputation is more important than other. Because most people are learning about you based upon what others are saying about you, what you're saying about yourself. They don't have the opportunity to engage with you and learn about you through character and all that. And character is a big part of, of, um, of reputation, but character is born out of what you stand for. <laughs> um, reputation is born out of what you want to be known for, those actions you take based upon your character, based upon your culture, based upon what you stand for. And in this day and age, reputation is so important because of 
how wide and far somebody can be talking about you, your leadership, your business, your service, um, you as, as a coworker, colleague, being really, really clear on what you want to be known for will help you define how you show up in this world. You know, another way of looking at it is the difference between essence and presence. So essence is the heartbeat, right? Again, it's what you stand for. It's the soul of you. It's the soul of your business. Presence is the way you dress that up and show in the world, show up in the world. But it better be authentic. Look, if you're clear on what you stand for, you don't have to worry about being inauthentic because you're being true to yourself. When you're not clear on what you stand for, you take on the attributes of other people, other companies that you think are doing it better, and then you become inauthentic, and both of that impacts your reputation. So we live in a reputation economy. Decisions to do business with you, decisions to hire you, either as an employee, a consultant, what you know, a service provider, it is based so much on your reputation, how you show up in the world. Um, and reputation is directly fueled by beliefs, how what you stand for. The other thing is, as I said, you know, culture and reputation are two sides of the same coin, and that coin is called perception. And perception is based on how someone experiences a company, a product, a service, a leader, a colleague, a team member, a company. Perception is based on experience. And how someone experiences something, how someone experiences anything, will directly impact the perceived value of that service, that product, that work, etc. And I think the easiest way to summarize that is that perception determines experience, and experience decides value. And so how do you how do you show up authentically so people know? It's knowing what you stand for, and it's knowing what you want to be known for. Because once you're clear on that, your actions become very, very clear. Your decisions become very, very clear. Your priorities become very, very clear. Whether you are leading a product development team or whether you're reinventing yourself in the marketplace. It sounds complicated. It's not. It does take work. It takes a commitment to say, I'm tired of following the status quo. I want to bring meaning back into the work that I do, the company that I lead, the people that I'm developing. It comes down to that. And when you get reacquainted with meaning and the joy and the excitement that having meaning in the work that you do brings to you every single day, man, it changes everything. Because remember, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're showing up in life unhappy and stuck, I guarantee you your career and your business is not going to be very satisfying and it's not going to have momentum. But if you're showing up with expectation, with excitement, with clarity, man, anything and everything is possible. And I mean that because I've been there. I've been on this journey and so have you. Yeah, you've been on not just the journey with me, <laughs> but you've been on your own as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to um, when you're unhappy and when you feel like you're uh, serving 
some other master and you're not clear on where you're headed, then you are miserable. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> that is a 12-syllable word. Miserable. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you don't want to be that way, I can tell you for sure. So, no. Yeah. No. Fa- it's, you know, it's, it's great to hear um, this, um, what seems like a very complex concept you distill down into these very bite-sized, understandable um, ideas that everybody, if they just apply them, well, first, if they believe in themselves and then apply them, then they can get past that first hurdle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and I want to reiterate that, um, again, regardless if, regardless if you're a founder, if you're an executive in an established company, if you are a team member, if you are looking to refresh your career, reinvent your career, just get unstuck in any way. If you'll just take the moment, and I know this because I've been doing this work for 30 years with really, really well-known companies and very well-respected visionaries and founders and um what made them successful was clarity. And it was the clarity on what they stood for and what they wanted to be known for. And they understood that culture and reputation were vital for success. And they understood that being clear on how they wanted to make a difference was vital for momentum and focus. And so it means taking a pause and asking yourself, do we know what we stand for? Do I know what I stand for? Do we know what we want to be known for? Do I know what I want to be known for? Again, too many companies see a need, have an idea, they develop the business plan and they go to work and I get it. There's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of opportunity. There's a sense of there are competitors already or we're the first ones out. We need to go claim the land as fast as we can. I totally get it. But at some point, you're going to come to a full stop because you're gonna, that idea is going to mature or that idea is going to stagnate, and you got to reinvigorate it. And you to do so, you need to get clear. Well, what is it that you stand for? And what is it that you want to be known for? Because when you get clear on that, your product development becomes awfully clear. All of those multiple ideas that are, that are taking up resources and budget and time, and they're not going anywhere, it's because they don't have a defined purpose. And maybe their purpose doesn't really align with what you want to be known for and doesn't align with what you stand for. And so sometimes it's making the, the hard decision of no. But sometimes no can be the greatest greatest thing for creating freedom and opportunity than a company can do. It's the same thing in careers. It's the same thing when you're creating a team. Sometimes no is the most powerful and empowering um, answer. Yeah, so that that leads me to the last question I have, and Uh that's uh, in the past, uh, working with uh, people that you have, when you... um, give them or when you have them discover that they give themselves permission 
to go forward? What does that usually look like for them? Hmm. Well, God, that's a really interesting question. Um, you know, when I'm working with when I'm working with founders and CEOs and their leadership team, it's helping them. It's helping them understand the power of reputation. It's helping them understand how culture defines reputation, and reputation reinforces culture. So it's helping them understand that, and then taking them through the process of defining their guiding principles, and then teaching them how to model those so that they become adopted, and then from being adopted, become habit, and then from habit, become part of the DNA. So that's what it looks like for companies. When I work with, um, when I work with leaders and individuals, whether they're looking to reinvigorate or refresh or strengthen their leadership or reinvent their careers, it's coming down to what do you believe to be true? What's the impact that you want to make? How do you want to make a difference? And it does come down to, because they're hand in hand, what do you stand for? And what do you want to be known for? Once they're able to articulate that, and there's a bunch of questions and there's some other things, once they're able to articulate that, the plan becomes crystal clear without effort. Falls into place. Massive aha moments. And then, man, they go and they discover they've got big wings. They have much bigger wings than they ever thought they had. They have much more opportunity to create the career and the impact and the life that they've always wanted, but they were bogged down by rules and shoulds and ideas that really weren't true for them. So a lot of it's breaking out of these rules that we set for ourselves. I should do this. I should be this. I should look like this. Yeah, well, who told you that? And maybe it was true for them, but is it true for you? So that, you know, in a simple manner, that's the process with leaders, with companies, no matter where they are, startup to establish Fortune 10, the process is the same. What do you stand for? What do you want to be known for? And then getting clear on the guiding principles in order to define culture and model that culture, learning how as a leader to show up within that culture, and then understanding how that then defines how you talk about yourself um, and establishing that reputation. Here's the other thing I want to say about reputation, especially for companies. Man, if you don't get clear on what you want to be known for, I can guarantee you your competitors are going to define it for you and you're not going to be happy with it. So that's another really, really important reason to take it seriously and and to do the work. Because once you do the work, it's foundational. Everything else grows from that. It becomes easier. Um, and it is the same thing for your culture. Who do you want to hire? What do you want your leadership to look like? What kind of leaders do you want involved? What kind of, what kind of contributors do you want? Well, you don't really get clear on that unless you're clear on your culture and how you want to make an impact in the world. And then that directly impacts the people. What kind of career do you have? What, what kind of company do you want to work for? So that when you are out looking for where you want to spend your time, 
you're more clear on where can you have an impact and do your values align with their values. So it all, it's parallel with multiple touch points, but it all leads to one thing. Whether you're a founder, whether you're a leader with an established company, whether you're a startup, an established company, whether you're an individual defining your career, reinventing your career, you'll know your value. You won't doubt it. And you'll more easily be able to see the value in others. And then it gets exciting. And I would say that would make you relevant. That will make you relevant for sure. <laughs> so I think that this is a, a natural starting place, um, stopping place. <laughs> well, we could start on a whole nother oh topic. Gosh, but this can... is a great one for people to uh, digest <laughs> and think about because, you know, that when you unshackle yourself from whatever your shoulds, coulds, you know, however many rules you have, if you adhere to that main rule, you know, what, what am I known for? And you, and you're authentic, then I think you can be happy. Yeah. I mean, and that, and I, uh, and I'll, you, you touch on something cause I don't want to go too deep. I can talk about this stuff forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we get stuck when we become inauthentic to ourselves. I said that in the first podcast. And so these questions help you get back in touch with your authenticity. And then it just becomes easier. Then you can take a breath. Then you don't have to fake it anymore because you know who you are and you know how good you are and you know what you bring and you know how you make a difference. And that, that my friends is powerful and that's what brings meaning to the work that you do. So anyway, this is a good place to stop. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. And um, I look forward to um, sharing more with you. I look forward to hearing from you. You can reach me at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at therelevantyou.com or hello at therelevantyou.com. So I hope you guys have a beautiful day and we'll talk again really soon. Thanks so much. Thank you and see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Well, you've made it to the outro, and I'm really, really glad that you stayed with it and that you stuck around for the conversation, and I'm really grateful as well, and I hope that you'll come back next week. Um, But in the meantime, if you've got any questions, please go to therelevantyou.com, and be sure to like this podcast on all of the major platforms. I'd really appreciate it, and I look forward to talking with you again really soon. Bye. Bye.